Alright, good morning guys. <clears throat> Welcome to Damien Dixon at 5 a.m. Um, came up with a topic um, been thinking about for a while, but I'm going to kind of add, add a little bit of twist to it, add a little, a, a little twist to it, a little bit of spin on it. And we're going to do a uh, episode on sobriety, okay? <clears throat> now, most of us, when we think about sobriety, we think about, uh, you know, alcohol, right? And I would think about people who have maybe addictions or who have issues, but um, work, you know, like not being able to work, right? Uh, not not being able to <clears throat> perform our duties, right? Can lead to a, another type of so, of a sobriety as well, right? A lot of us attach our our identities, a lot of us attach our purpose to our our jobs, our professions, right? I kind of want to speak on that, uh, including myself, right? Um, I'm no different. Uh, I've been in management. I've been in training. Um, you know, I've been an independent contract worker, so <clears throat> kind of, you know, been my own boss, you know, for a time period. And it was nice, right? Kind of, you know, making your own rules, setting the pace, making your own work schedule. But uh, basically, like a sobriety for me is whenever you can't or don't have access or aren't able to perform or do that, you know, um, or engage in that particular activity, right? So right now with, you know, present day condition with the social distancing, we, we can't we, we aren't able to, like I said, you know, meet at uh, 10 or more at, at like I said, community, uh, Starbucks, <clears throat> golf, golf course, you know, church, uh, whatever things you might be into, you know, um, getting together, family night, all those things. We're, we're not able to to engage in those things. So but at the same time, I want to spend more time on sobriety from our, our, our work, our professions. Right. Um. It's, it's been something that I, I got into maybe more so like uh, usually things really affect you more deeply whenever you have it either in your family or in your face. Right. Or you're in a relationship with someone. So I was in a, a, a previous relationship with someone and <clears throat> they explained to me how, you know, work was control for them. Right. Work, work was the only thing that they, he or she could control. Right. And I'm like, OK, cool. Um it does it doesn't really matter if you agree with it or not. Is this that that's just where he or she is at, right? <clears throat> Maybe the same goes for you and your partner, and accepting that. <clears throat> so it never never really was an argument, but more so it was about me learning to be, to be open minded. But at the same time, you know, you want you want to challenge each other. You want to challenge, like I said, it could be a coworker, it could be a friend, it could be a brother, it could be a, like I said, a mate, a significant other. It could be you know your parents or whoever. And uh, if, if they're tied to um, their job and their profession and given right now what we're going through, uh, we all need to experience sobriety, right? Uh, being able to, to think clearly, to, to have a clear head, to have a clear mind, right? To be able to, to think outside the box. <clears throat> and I think whenever you're sober, uh, you do that. <clears throat> now, I know some of you might find this to be confusing, might not be able to follow along right now, but I will just say, give it time, right? Um, because to me, like, you know, sobriety could be sobriety from porn, right? Or from the internet, from uh, social media, sobriety from just um, whatever, you know, activities that we're used to doing always, given the corona situation where everything's being shut down, we're going to be we're, we're going to be sober <laughs> a lot more, right? Uh, I think the bars are just shutting down, the restaurants are shutting down, alcohol is is uh people are kind of trying to load up on that if, if they can but that's going to be shutting down early as well businesses are closing early right so we're going to be a little bit sober 
I think we're going to be more sober, uh, which might produce um, in time uh, and might yield a very, very good fruit. Um, uh, Because, you know, whenever you're not sober, like I said, you don't think clearly. Your your judgment is kind of skewed. And like I said, you know, we we, we want what we want, when we want it, how we want it, right? And we want everyone to, to bend and do what we would have them to do. I remember uh, for me personally, I'm going to tell a short story about um, I had got on hydrocodone and, and methocarbamol. So for, 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 for those of you who are out there, hydrocodone was a very, very popular uh, painkiller, pain right? <clears throat> like 500, 700 milligrams. Um, and my doctor would prescribe them to me because I, ha- I, have a, I have a herniated disc in my back. And I was just being lazy, man. I didn't want to eat properly. I didn't want to exercise. I didn't want to lose weight. And um, we'll make an episode on losing weight. <clears throat> and you know body shaming and we'll make an episode on a healthy living uh, at a later date but i'm speaking about myself uh i had got on hydrocodone like bad right uh, to the point to where i was taking maybe nine to twelve hydrocodone a day just like popping it like m&ms and uh it got to the point to where like i said maybe a year or two uh my doctor when he was already aware of it but uh, I was coming back on a more regular basis. He was like, man, I'm giving you 90. I'm giving you 120 quantity and you have none. Like, like, are you selling them? I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm taking them. I'm eating them like M&Ms, right? And uh, he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to cut you down. I'm going to cut you back. So he dropped me down to like 60. <clears throat> now, whenever you're, you know, you're addicted to something or you're like I said, you're addicted to work, you're addicted to, to drinking or music or or dance, or like like I said, whatever you, whatever your addiction is, like I said, it could be you know, being competitive, could be you know uh, um, video gaming, whatever your 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 your, your thing is, right? Um, you, you start to kind of like, okay, crap, you know, I, I gotta find other outlets, right? I gotta find other sources to, to meet this need, right? So for me, I, I began to kind of scheme up in ways and try to you know plan, right? So I would even go through my family and friends' medicines cabinets, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling on myself because I'm, I'm talking about myself. Uh, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed, to be honest with you guys. Uh, I just ask that you also, in turn, to turn and look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself and be honest with, you, with your family and friends. So I began going through people's medicine cabinets, right? <clears throat> I began going to trying to buy uh, painkillers so I could kind of store up on them, right? And uh, what I would do, I would break them in half. And I would put them in small sandwich bags, like and store them in, or lock them in, or hide them in places where I, I would need them at a later date. Because <clears throat> I knew my doctor was gonna stop giving me these prescriptions. I, I couldn't produce any different results. I wasn't getting into, I wasn't getting in, in, any more pain, and I wasn't getting any, any less pain. <clears throat> uh, he did suggest uh, the back surgery, which was like a fifty percent chance, and I was like, man, hell with that, because um, you just, you know, with a surgery with a knife on your spine, you get one spine. And I'm thinking, well, hell, if, if I really just got serious about losing weight and eating properly, uh, I, could, I could beat this. So back to my stealing prescriptions from my family and my friends, you know, going to their medicine cabinets, um, you know, just just like I said, just scrounging and scraping it anywhere and everywhere that I could. So, like I said, it, it got it got that bad. And it got to the point to where, like I said, my doctor, uh, I, I basically quit seeing him. So he, he, he had he had gotten to the point where he had reached his limit and he wasn't going to prescribe me anymore. So. Um, so that's kind of what led me down uh, a spiral of, like I said, drinking, um, you know, pity parties, blaming people, uh, even getting involved in, you know, escorts, right? 
uh, turning to that lifestyle, dealing with certain people in that lifestyle, um, exposing myself to that lifestyle. I was still working, making good money at the time, but wasn't saving up. I was just trying to feed my addiction, right? Trying to feed um, and not trying to help my sobriety, but trying to just to find every way possible. So uh, I finally got into a situation where I had gotten some roommates. And with those roommates, once again, I continued my little my little spiral. But it was coming to an end, though. I knew it was coming to a head <clears throat> because, um, you know, one of my roommates passed away and they gave up, you know, smoking their their weed. And um, there were instances, yes, I would go into her make her medicine cabinet and I would steal her uh, her painkillers. And uh, she she caught me on that and she's like, hey, you know, you can't do that no more. So that was probably the, the second thing that kind of, you know, woke me up a little bit and said, hey, you know, you got to you got to deal with this. So I began going to small groups. We got going to a support group. Like I said, I was still like I said, guys, I was still craving. and I was still um, going after my um, my my you know, drug of choice, which is, like I said, methocarbamol, hydrocodone, still trying to scrounge and get them. And then ultimately, like I said, uh, my, my dog died. So that was heavy. And, you know, I was like, dang, man, uh, this is really coming to a head. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, you, you tell yourself, man, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. You know, and you still try to find ways to not help your sobriety. Right. So, like I said, you get, you get into these small groups, you get into these community groups and these uh, classes, right? And you're having to really face yourself and deal with yourself. And once I really committed to those groups and those support systems, I was able to slowly wean myself off of it, man. With going to the gym every morning, I had a strict, strict routine where I go to the gym every morning at 5 a.m. I would eat at the same time. I would check in regularly. Um, you know, I would, you know, try and exercise, be active. I would try to talk about it. Basically, that's what I'm trying to get at. Oftentimes, a lot of the pain and the things that we're going through, um, we seem fine on the outside, guys. All right, <clears throat> we seem like, oh man, we got it all together. I mean, no one's gonna find me out. <clears throat> but but problem is, you know, right? Your family and friends know if they really care about you. Uh, I think with the, with the coronavirus and the things that we're going through today, we're, we're gonna make it more uh, clear, and we can't hide from each other, right? We we can't hide our our, our secrets, our demons. And people who really love you won't judge you, and and they'll be there to to support you and you know walk you through uh, aiding and helping your sobriety. So, but basically, like um, you know, once I like I said began, um, you know, getting in and out of toxic relationships, right? You know, leaving those relationships, uh, seeking help through small community groups. Um, one in particular there in Dallas with a couple named Job and Aaron, uh, just and also um, Lobus. A close friend of mine who would uh, challenge me to, uh, you know, uh, to to get my to get my life straight, right? And also, uh, just gotta stop making excuses, you know, stop blaming people. So, I just wanted to um, do this podcast episode on sobriety. Like I like I said, guys, it's not just about alcohol; it's about our our identities and what we attach our identities to. Whether like I said, it's making money, whether it's social media, whether it's our our career. Whether it's our um, our profession, whether it's our kids, right? Whether it's whatever, attaching your uh, identity to, and then you know, um, learning to detach ourselves from that, right? Learning to figure out who we are apart from you know porn, apart from having sexual multiple sexual partners, apart from our jobs, right? learning who we are apart from our children, uh, learning who we are 
apart from even our, our spouses, man. So uh, learning about who we are as a person, as an individual and, and learning to like ourselves, man, all of us learning to like all of, of the good part of you and the bad part of you. Right. And to me, that's what sobriety is. It's just making peace, uh, having a clear head, having a focus, having a determination to, to, to just be your best self. Uh, I know that that sounds so cliche, be your best self, but um, you know, growth, man. Uh, you know, you want to you want to believe that you are uh, better than you were yesterday. Right. So uh, if anybody's out there, like I said, this, this is a process, man. It takes time. So be patient with yourself. Express mercy to yourself. Even write letters to your family and friends telling them how you how you might need help. Also, try your best not to, to manipulate people, uh, which is huge, or scam people, man. Because whenever you're um, going through developing how to be so sober, like I said, you take shortcuts and you cheat. <clears throat> and you hurt people along the way, which is never good, but we're human. And I, I would say try your best to not, not scam or manipulate people just to get what you want and get your way uh, like I did. And uh, those relationships and those bridges are burned forever. I can't go back and tell people, hey, I'm sorry. Um, They don't want to see me. They don't want to be around me. But I have to live with that. I make peace with that every day. So let my uh, sobriety be a lesson to you. So, all right, man, that's it. Checking out. Um, God bless everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Damien at 5 a.m. All right.